Hello everyone and welcome back to the One Talk Podcast. You're here with your host Ryan and thanks for joining in for another week, another episode. And before we get into today's episode, if you could share this podcast around, give it a rating, post on your stories, I'll shout you out back as well because it'll mean the world in terms of helping us grow and reaching a bigger audience and getting this platform out there to give people the free resources around mental health, mindset, health, well-being, anything to do with personal growth. So if you could share this and push the message behind this podcast, that would be absolutely awesome and much appreciated. But today we are joined by Kem Taylor. Kem is the founder of Chin Up Mental Health, which is a clothing brand which stands on supporting mental health and advocates for mental health. Kem is someone who has personally experienced 12 suicides in his own personal life. And this is why he's so passionate behind the mission of mental health and starting up a clothing brand to make sure that he can scale this to a level where it can reach everyone to let them know it's okay to seek help, it's okay to seek support because there is too many people out there struggling in the world right now. So Kem's message, Kem's mission and Kem's purpose is something that I truly align with, which makes this an absolutely gem of an episode. So tune into this episode and I hope you enjoy. Cheers. Hello everyone and welcome back to the One Talk podcast. You're here with your host Ryan and today we are joined by Kem Taylor. Kem Taylor is the founder of Chin Up Mental Health and he's an advocate and pushes the awareness of mental health to create a change in this world and bring a positive impact so that you can start changing lives and changing the trajectory of mental health and the course it's going. So I'd like to introduce Kem. Hey mate, how are you? How's everyone? How are we? Good brother, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, really well. Um, it's been a very productive day, but uh, yeah, really pumped to get this out there, break more awareness. It's one big key for me. Mm. When you said the word productive there, bro, is that something you're conscious of is the wording that you use? Because a lot of people will say busy, but then busy can be a thing that nah. implements stress. Is that just your language or is it something you're aware of? Yeah, it's my language, yeah, productive, yeah. you know, one step and put the other, you know, a couple of hurdles during the day, but the next afternoon it's uh, paid off. So, yeah, production, man, not busy, production. I love that, bro. And I think I love about you and your work that you do is that you've got amazing life experience, but the beautiful thing about that, bro, is that you're using it as a positive force in this world to bring change. And what you're doing with Chill Up Mental Health and the awareness that you're bringing on your page is something that everyone should be aware of. And I'd like to come back to the beginning of your story and understand why you got into Chin Up Mental Health and why this journey began for you, bro. Yeah, mate. Um, I'll explain to everyone. So basically, um, the way Chin Up started, um, you know, coming from the mining, the firefighting industry, um, never thought I would experience depression, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and being in that mental health industry, where it's poor, um, unfortunately, it happened to me. Um, unfortunately, it really happened in an aspect where it shouldn't have happened, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I do what I do now. But basically, um, working away, um, seeing one of my very close mates that I was really, really close with that I had a long-term relationship with um, commit suicide. Um, unfortunately, I did see him at the time that he passed away, Um the worst part was I had to try and resuscitate him and that really made an impact for me. At the time, it didn't, but now looking back, 
this literally killed me. Like looking mm-hmm. back, thinking it didn't affect me after everything I've been through, it really nearly killed me. So I turned it around into a positive. Um, at the time, it was pretty terrible, um, but I turned it around into a positive, found a product that everyone needed, which was clothes, and I put a logo on it to create awareness and create change in everyday life um, and also do a lot of seminars for schools, universities, and, yeah, talk to people and change the way I impact to the world so other people change as well. Mm, that's great, but I'm sorry to hear about your friend as well, but going back to that time, were you aware of much around mental health or mental illness before you experienced that particularly? Like, did, like you know what stress and stuff is, but did you know the in-depth of mental health or mental illness? Nah, not a hell of a lot. Like, obviously at work, they stress about it. You know, everyday life, people stress about it, but I didn't really think much of it because back then when it happened, I was a bit of a party animal, a bit of an outgoing bloke and just ran amok. Um, and I really, yeah, it really hit me in a way that I really wish it didn't. Mm. Um, but, yeah, wasn't much awareness. And then when it impacted me, oh, it literally destroyed me. Um, mm. Not only did it happen once, it happened three times. Um and, yeah, it really impacted me where I went down that suicide rate and, you know, I've committed twice and, you know, unfortunately, you know, I really wish it didn't end up like that. But, mm. yeah, it, it's a learning curve for me and it's a big eye-opener for others. Because mm, it's one of those things, brother, like even with myself and my past with my journey of suicide ideation and mental health and um, going down that route, I didn't understand what depression anxiety was because for me, feeling that way was normal. So I didn't know mm-hmm. there was another way that didn't feel like that until I started to experience more things and speak to more people. Then I got a bigger idea and got out of my head. And I was able to be like, cool, maybe this is something I can overcome and see where it takes me. Did you? How long was that journey for you to start getting to that point where you're like, I'm feeling this way, I'm bottling these things up, but I know yeah. I need to seek more information. Yeah, so for me, um, it happened at work. Um, I went on depression leave for a bit. Um, didn't really think much of it, um, like it would affect me. Um, losing that person, I was upset and terrified about it. But later on down the track, probably, I don't know, two weeks after the event happened, um, it really started bottling up um, and all these thoughts, anxiety, you know, what if this, what if that, what if this, what if that, and it really destroyed Mm-hmm. Um, and then about a month after, about four weeks after it, I, I had to seek some help. Um, mm-hmm. I never was seeking help. I, you know, I used to just drink my, my sorrows away and just party and be stupid. Um, and then it really hit me and I got, what am I going to do about this? What mm-hmm. can I do? There wasn't much I could do because that person that I was close with was gone. So I can't bring him back to life. Can't just pull him from heaven, but. I could do something to impact it to others that it doesn't happen again or at least have a go, have a try. Um, mm. And for me, I found something that everyone needed, which is clothes, and just create awareness. Um, and obviously, one of the big aspects was change my lifestyle. Mm. You know, change my lifestyle to impact other people and friends who are around me. You know, change what I do, stop drinking, go to the gym, work meditation, look after myself, read books, do the old school fashion way instead of just partying and being stupid. Mm, where did the name Chin Up come from? 
Um, so the name Chin Up come from um, when I was down and suffering really, really bad. Um, I used to always go around to my friends and just cry on their shoulders. I used to be a miserable soul because I knew I was suffering from it, but I just didn't want to mm-hmm. get out of that stigma. And a lot of them said to me, come on, mate, chin up, chin up, come on, chin up. And that's where I got the name. Um, I had a few other names. Um, I can't remember what that was. It was a while ago, but I had a few other names and that chin up was like, yeah, that is the name it come to me at the spare of the moment. Um, and then I just, yeah, thought I'll use that name. Um, yes, it is a little bit confronting for some people, you know, chin up, but yeah. some people look at it a different way as that word chin up is actually promoting the name straight away as soon as you say it, you know, as that's, soon as you That's great, bro, because the reason why I want to ask that is because I'm glad that you have used a word like chin up in the messaging behind your mission and what you're doing. Like for me, when I first saw the mental health experience, I didn't want to name it mental health experience because I thought it was too confronting. I'm like, well, that's the issue. We're not being confronting enough. We're not pushing this forward enough. So I was like, I need something that's going to stand out. And it sounds like that happened with the same with chin up. So when people read that or see that or see someone wearing that, do you resonate with that? Yeah. So basically the way I look at it, like if everyone, if someone's wearing it down the street, if it's not myself, which literally my whole wardrobe's full of it, I've got no (laughs) unbranded stuff. um, It's, you know, chin up and someone processes that name and it's like, oh, chin up. Oh, what's that? That's a big name. Or, Mm. oh, it's confronting. But most people look at it and go, oh, chin up. And then they research it or they process what's going on as chin up and it's like chin up you know like yeah and that's the thing it can be like a gentle reminder to people too like it'd be one of those things where it's like a sign for people when they're having a bad day and you see someone wearing a shirt saying chin up and you know like you know what i'll pull my chin up and then you might have a conversation with that person you might not but like you said it's just that trigger a train of thought that comes with it yeah yeah basically man and uh yeah just really wanted to do something about it so there ahead i went over with the name and boom mm. just blow it up and do everything i can in my power to create change with that name because mm. i know with mental health as well to get it more healthy some of the most important things we can do are habits so what are the first habits you started to implement to create a shift in your own life yeah so one of the biggest implements i started with was changing how i speak to people and how mm. i react to their comments um for me it was just taking that extra second before running my mouth and regretting what i said you know mm-hmm. like i used to be a good a big guy that would just yeah whatever and be like well what did i just say mm-hmm. and actually in like listen to what they say take a deep breath or half a breath and then respond with my brain not with anything else you know um, changing the way I spoke to people and how I reacted to their comments was one big thing. Second big thing was deleting the friends that didn't have a purpose in my life that were pulling my negativity down, mm-hmm. you know, drinking, partying, bad habits, rumours, social media, crap. Um, you know, she said this, I did this, she said that, he did that, like just high school yeah. drama. Yeah. And yes. friend- oh, sorry, bro, keep going. Yeah, so friends, so socialising around the people who I want to become, the people who I inspire and do a purpose in my life, you know, 
hang around people that you want to be or, you know, want to have as friends. Mm, that's so true. It's been able to set boundaries around the things that don't serve you anymore. And that's okay. It's not like you're losing something. It's just that you've got other stuff you need to gain in your life. And that old famous saying is like, you become the subject of the five people you hang around. So becoming aware of these things as well. I know earlier you mentioned meditation was something that you do too. Was meditation in the process to help you get out of that reactive state and start thinking more clearly? Yeah, so that's basically um, to the narrow. I started meditation um, just to slow down the anxiety, slow down the thoughts, slow down the nervous system and think clearly and have a, th- you know, a, a straight path in life or, you know, that a thing I'm trying to do, that business, that gym lift, that just to mm-hmm. slow down. Like, you know, we all sit on our phones these days with social media and we've got 400 notifications per day and we're all going, eh. but if you just take 10 breaths and, you know, it slows everything down, you look at it and you go, oh, it's not that bad, is it? No, mm-hmm. oh, what am I doing? You know, so that that really helped, yeah. Mm, it's it's cool that these messages are coming from someone like you. Just from speaking to you and engaging your content and listening to what you do, you seem like a really masculine man. So to see someone like you push a message like meditation and breath work and slowing down is such a good thing to push into the world because I'm massive on meditation and breath work like religiously now. But if you asked me five years ago to do meditation or breath work, I would have just laughed and being like, I'm not sitting in a circle breathing like – but then my whole mindset changed once I started to implement these habits like meditation and breath work. And it's cool to see that the results that we can get by the habits that we do. Yeah, pretty much, man. Like, yeah, it was it was for me, like I'm I was a massive, massive bogan. Like you would look at my personal page on Facebook like three years ago and you'd be like, Oh my god, this guy is such an idiot. And you look at me now and people are like, wow, you know, like these, these things, tools that I implemented really changed my life. And, you know, like I, I saw some people out in the city on the weekend I went to school with and they didn't even recognize who I was. So, mm. yeah. Did you see that as like a positive, like that was fulfilling because then people could actually see the change within you? Yeah. Because that's yeah. like a um, – yeah. yeah. Yeah, mainly it was – more so people didn't recognize it because I've got long hair, but – the other thing is is the way I was around them, you know, like we're out in like the casino watching the footy and they're all drinking and like not massively drinking and being stupid, but they're like, do you want to drink? And I'm like, no. Nah. They're like, what? You don't drink? I say, I don't drink. Like maybe like once a year, but I never drink like really because it plays my depression too much. And that's mm-hmm. when those friends were like, well, you've changed. Like you were, you mate, if you we said one drink, you'd say 10, you know what I mean? So yeah. That's that's one big thing I changed, and a lot of people have. Wow, this guy's awesome now. Mm, how did you build that willpower? It was hard, trust me. Because don't get me wrong, I love a drink, I love a party, I love a boogie, I, I love doing the YMCA and the Nutbush. But you know, it was it was for me. It was at the end of the day, it's my life, and. Mm. what I need to do, these small implements and tools I've learned makes an impact later on but also impacts others and that's what I'm about, impacting others to have good mental health so these occasions like I had with my mate committing suicide doesn't happen for others because Mm. trust me, you might want to feel that that pain but trust me, you do not want to feel that. You do not want to feel that. Mm, Especially when you know 
what the other side of it is like as well when you feel the more peace of life and you can start i wouldn't say escaping those feelings but being able to cope and manage them more effectively then you start to realize like oh i can continue this path of going forward and see what my potential truly is yeah yeah and that's right like you know um i still like don't get me wrong i still have depression now i'm never going to get rid of it but the tools i've implemented the breath work the ice bath the gym work it makes me control it more. I'm not saying I've got rid of depression, anxiety, but I've controlled it. Back two mm-hmm. years ago, I'd never control it. I'd just have another drink and just deal with it. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, exactly. And I, I was listening to another podcast that you're on, and I believe you said you flew to Melbourne. It was to go to retreats. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Could you tell me yeah, a bit yeah, more about correct. that? Yeah. So yeah. flew to Melbourne. Um, I came across um a company called believe in your breath um down in melbourne um went to them flew to them um and he was an ex-fifo worker um and me and him had a lot to relate and really good guy same person like myself and you um just off the street no you know accreditations in mental health just past experience Mm -hmm. and i thought yeah i'll give this guy a go i'll give it a go you know let's do it for myself so i flew down to melbourne I went to this like four hour um, meditation retreat and the way we meditated and it's on my TikTok if anyone wants to have a look, but I let go of all my anger. Like I had a couple of relationships of stigma holding on to me. Mm-hmm. I had two mates, three mates commit suicide and I literally screamed that roof off that it it gave me peace. Like it it just got rid of the stress, the anxiety. And then as soon mm-hmm. as I left that, I walked out of the building and was like, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. This is what I need to do. You know, like I'm diagnosed with ADHD as well, no medication. And I was as I was getting older, my ADHD was creeping up. And then as soon as I learned to meditate, I was like, this is way more powerful than any medication the doctor can give me. And it made me feel myself. It made me feel who I am today and I couldn't have achieved what I've achieved if I didn't implement that. I, yeah, mm. I really couldn't have. Mm. I love to hear that story, Brad. Something similar with me. I went to a retreat once, and at this point, when I went to this retreat, I wasn't. I, I was far away from my depression and suicide ideation. This is when I grew a bit more from that, but I was still dealing with negative, intrusive thoughts. So I'd be sitting around these thoughts just come ahead. I could never control them. I went to this one event. It was like an eight-hour day. It was like ice baths, breath work, meditation. I was able to release it all. And I'm like, when I was meditating, I was screaming the whole building down. But when I woke up from it, my whole body felt light. I felt the peace. And I was like the same as you, bro. I was like, this is something that I need to do more often in my life. Once I had that experience, I was like, this is something I can't go back on. Did you feel the same with yourself? Yeah. Oh, mate, like literally I rang my mom um, straight after it, like – don't really ring my parents much and i was like mm. oh i said to her i think i found this a script for my idea and she goes what what's the what's the medication what is it i said Do you know what it is i said it's free and it's easy and she goes what's that i said it's your breath you're talking to me with she goes nah, 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 nah. and i said trust me when i get home and i'll show you this you know mm. like she lives in melbourne as well so i'm staying with her and I showed her and I said, do it. And she did it. And I said, how do you feel after 10 breaths? Do you tell me? She mm. said, I feel better. Like, I feel like nothing's like crazy. And I said, see, there's your script from the doctor is your breath. 
Mm. And that's it's great. But like I say, it's free. It's easy, easily accessible. And we, can, we have it all the time. It was, and even I do it as something in between stuff because I feel like as a humans, we can burn ourselves out when we don't appreciate the moments in between. It's like for me, I came home and I'm doing this podcast. In between that, I'm doing breath work. Because if we utilize the moments in between, we're going to get big results in our life because we're going to get long-term gains because we're not doing, you know, shortcuts during the journey, which is going to burn us out. Yeah, like literally my phone, I put it in do not disturb. But if I take that off, like it's it's already popping. I've been on this mm. 10 minutes. Just before I got on this podcast, I was on another one and I had half an hour between. I just did 10 breaths really slow and really slowed down wrote a quick note on my pad of what I'm going to talk, how I'm going to do it, and it mm. helps. Like, it really helps. And I did 10 big breaths before I even got on here. Mm. Um, you know, and, you know, I just even, like, it's so easy to implement. you just got to keep doing it. Like, a guy cut me off in the traffic today, and I was just like, ah, bugger, keep going. That's and the best time just, to do it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And back in the day, I would have just got out and just screamed out the window. Yeah. I'm just like, ah. and it's and it's weird because when you do all this stuff, and like I went out to the old environment, I used to hang out in the city. I've been in the city here in Australia in like five years. Right? I went out to the city, back to that environment, the party and the hoo-ha and this and that. And because I was so relaxed because I meditate every day, Everything was coming to me. Mm. Look at this. Look at this. Like, you're in this state. Look at what they're doing. Oh, my God. And I really appreciated what I'd done because I was like, that person's causing trouble. That person's drinking. That person's mm. getting rid of their sorrows. That person's, oh, mate, I was just like, mate, if these person knew how to breathe, mm. then they, they wouldn't have to go out and drink their sorrows away or finding that attention or that attachment. Mm, do you feel like you're able to listen to intuition more since you started meditation and breath work? Yeah, yeah. So I can just listen to like how people think, like, you know, like a scenario, like my mate was going on about what this woman was doing and, you know, I was going on about this and that and this and that and what if this, what if that, what if this. And I just said, mate, take five breaths, put that drink down and tell mm. me how you feel. And he did it. And I said, who cares, mate? Like, who cares about that? Like, it's you. It's mm. If you change the way you look at things, your life is key. If you change the way you take things, at, take it in as a person, you you handle situations differently. You don't handle them in an anger way. Mm. So true. Like, we can't control the external. We can only control our perception of what the external is. Yeah, that's, that's mm. 100% true. Yeah. Mm. How do you feel like this message or these tools should be pushed to people? Let's just say like back in the day to yourself before you knew what meditation and breath work was, how do you think you would have talked yourself into getting into it? Because I know it's hard to tell people to do these things and then to want to take it on board. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, the first step I did was YouTube, um, guided meditation, put my AirPods in. But the main big key was is phone off, flight mode, do not disturb. So nothing dings from your phone. Turn everything off in your room. If you've got housemates or people living with you, make sure they're out of the house or mm. they're quiet. Black your room out and just breathe and listen to what they're saying. Like it might feel a little bit weird listening to someone you don't know breathe in, breathe out, and you're thinking, oh, this is stupid. But once you do it a few times, 
it comes normal and then you can get skillful mm-hmm. and just put on, you know, like soft music on your phone and mm-hmm. you can breathe normally because you've had this guided. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just, just YouTube. YouTube was my biggest thing when I started. Now I literally once a month I'll pay, like I'll go to a course, even though I know how to do it back to front and probably do it better than them, I still do it for myself just so, mm-hmm. you know, I really appreciate my breath and what the impacts are. Mm, that's so true. It's good to be able to go into a space where you don't have to make sure things are in control. It's like if you go somewhere and there's facilitators doing it, it helps you just drop in deeper into your meditation. That's really cool because um, that's yeah. something I do yeah. too because yeah, with meditation, I just listen to frequency It's really sounds. handy and a lot of them right? Mm. yeah yeah that's right um for me yeah just i go down the beach well when i'm in australia i do fly around a fair bit but there's a um cool to be conscious down here in adelaide that mm. do it for free and uh even when they charge it's like five ten dollars and it's just you know like-minded people and when i first started going to it i thought oh, i'm gonna run into all these hippies and weirdos but it was actually mm. people like myself like big muscly guys and big egos and got all this stigma attached to them to just want to release anger and release stress. And Mm. yeah, it's just, it's amazing. Like it's really good to go to those groups and people are very embarrassed or held against. I don't want to breathe. Let's go. But Mm. once you start doing it, you find other people in that who are in the same area and you Mm. think, Oh, They've done it. I've done it. They've done it. Oh, amazing, amazing. And you don't mm. feel so bad. So just give it a go. Just yeah, you, go. you mean like my other people because I often go to the um, the Could Be Conscious up here in Sunshine Coast in Queensland. <laughs> but you'll probably um, you'll probably see my sister because she goes to the one down in Adelaide. She's really <laughs> Small world. <laughs> well, you have to send a little pic of her to me and I'll, um, yeah, I'll, I'll send me or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody yeah. Hell. That's, That's cool. <laughs> So you also said that you also do like public speaking and you go to businesses or corporations mm. as well. Can you talk to me more about that and how that looks? Yeah. So when I started Tune Up, I wanted to start impacting in schools, obviously, because I didn't have it and it's not really in schools. Um, so I wanted to start speaking like public speaking, motivational, like a mini Tony Robbins in schools mm. before the clothing brand. But the clothing brand took off quicker than that um just because you know just try and get me into schools i have all police clearances got all that now happy days i've done probably 16 17 talks in the last two and a half years um and talking in schools was a big thing for me um yeah trying to do one or two a month um so if you need any hit hit me up um but mainly it was to impact kids when they're at that you know 15 teenage years um, mm-hmm. Not be like, hey, you're suffering. Just, hey, as you get older, these things can impact you. And this is what happened to me. Um, you know, and a, a lot of people like me, schools, universities, businesses, because I'm not a high-paid psychologist. I'm not a uni student. I haven't studied it. I've experienced it. Mm-hmm. I've experienced depression, you know, and I can my heart. And people can ask me toxic questions. How did you commit suicide? And I'm so open. I'll tell anyone. You know, and that makes an impact and and makes them open up, especially for a guy. If, if another guy hears it, oh, I did this and this is how I commit suicide, he'll be like, oh, mate, I did too. 
mm. you know. So, you know, that's how I wanted to impact and I just wanted to do right by people and, you know, turn my life around and impact the people that really needed it. Um, and growing mm. up in your teenage years, you know, schools, constructions, a lot of people drink football, netball clubs, a lot of people like partying, you know, so just mm. a reminder that, hey, please. Mm. And how was it pushing this message to like the 15, 16-year-olds and how do you feel they received it? Um, well, the first one I did um, was really good. Uh, it was a local primary school. Um, it was, was kind of hard. Like I was talking to like a couple of the parents come and like tell me about the kids and like the principal and that, but what I sort of did and the way I spoke, you know, they were like, oh, this guy's cool. Mm. You know, like as they come into the seminar, you know, like play, play – I played a song over the stadium of – they're, like I said, this I said this sounds weird, right? This sounds really weird, but I'm gonna play like a little Biggie Small song to get them all giggly, so the attention comes to me. And when the attention comes to me, they're gonna listen. If I just go in and go, "Hey guys, my name's Cam. I'm here to support mental health," but they're gonna go, "Hi, hey, whatever. Where's TikTok?" Yeah. You know. So for me, it was all right. Let's do some push-ups and throw a few punches in the air. And then start because the attention will be drawn because they'll be like, Oh, this is cool. We've got music at school. Let's go. Oh, what's this? And they listen and they mm. focus. Yeah, that's that's such a cool concept. Because like you said, it's just finding ways to bring their attention to you, but in a way where they're not gonna get sick of it or they're gonna get turned off. It's just more of a thing like they're very interested in what you're gonna say because you've built that rapport with them first. Yeah, that's right. And it's just little things like as you go through the talk, take a minute break and just be like, you know, who likes KFC? Me, me, me. And just, you know, don't talk like a doctor. Yeah. You know, just talk like an everyday person and throw in funny jokes that are like their age sort of jokes and keep the attention rolling and then it processes what's happening. So, yeah, mm. it's – uh. It works really well, to be honest. Yeah, it works well. Yeah, that's so true. I'd like to back you up on that too because I've worked in the mental health space over different types of programs and stuff for the last five years. And the one thing I've done the whole time is just be myself. Like I haven't tried to be too professional. I haven't tried to be too whatever it may be. I've always just been me and my personality and showing up as that. And I feel like that's always got me the best results because I've always been able to connect and build that deep rapport with people because then they trust you, then they listen to you, then they actually know you're going to guide them in the right way. Because if someone comes in with a suit and tie and talks more robotic or talks like a textbook, you're going to sit there and like, oh, I don't really trust this guy or I'm not really interested. But if you rock in like, hey, I'm fucking Ryan, what's going on? Or, hey, I'm Kim, you know, I'm be yourself. People are going to be like, yes, I want to connect with this guy. I want to know what he's talking about. I want to see what he's saying. Yeah, and especially with schools, like, you know, when you get into like, you know, the primary school ages, you've got to be – you know, a bit more concerned with your kids, like the year 10s and 11s and stuff like that, you know, sometimes I'll say the F word or shit or fuck or, and they go, oh, I said mm. it in school, but this guy's saying it and it gets the attention going, you yeah. know, just just be yourself, but don't be too crazy. Yeah, don't be too over the top for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So, 
So what's some of the biggest learning lessons you've learned from that, from being able to publicly speak? Because publicly speaking is the number one feared thing on earth. So what's some of the things you've learned from that? Um, The biggest, probably a few things I've learned, the biggest thing was just be confident. Mm. (laughs) Um, Be smart with what you say and how you say it. And if they're talking back to you, especially if it's out in the public or in a classroom or something like that, listen to what they've got to say and take it in. You know, the biggest thing for me, especially being a guy with a big ego um, and, you know, a lot of stigma behind guys is I have to listen. And when you listen and take it in, they understand that you're listening. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, big thing for me was confidence, having a go, getting out of that comfort zone um, and thinking of, the effects that it can do and the results you can achieve to help them later on. Like you don't want to hear a story five years later saying, oh, I wish we did that talk because this guy's son or mother committed suicide. Mm. Like if that talk happened, that might have happened. So you got to think of the positives, you know. Mm, 100%. You still think of the good outcomes that come from it. Do you ever meditate what it looks like before you go on stage or you just get up and prepare in the mirror? Like how do you prepare yourself to publicly speak? Um, so basically I've got a PowerPoint, um, that's like a normal template, but each school or university or business editors a little bit. Um, obviously mm-hmm. I get a hold of them through email, but talk to them on the phone, maybe go in see, see the owners and stuff like that. Um, see what they need, what strategies and implement that PowerPoint to that and then save that PowerPoint for that certain presentation. Um, and then preparing for it, I'll practice the night before or a couple of days before, depends how big it is. Um, and then before I'll go in, I'll always rock up, you know, an hour before. I'll ask to have the room to myself. Mm. Um, I'll do five minutes breath, breath work and meditation on my own. I'll ask no one to come in that room. And I'll really slow down everything so I can speak clearly um, and then start with a good, you know, pop and bass song, you know, especially if it's kids, get the attention, and I do not touch my phone through the whole seminar because as soon as I touch it, oh, 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 no, yeah. it stuffs everything. So be blocking out, blocking out what's happening and not worrying about it and just focus on what's going on at the time. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You want to keep your head in the room, eh? As soon as you look at that phone, it's taking your thoughts elsewhere. Mate, like I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at it now. It's not even to not disturb and it's blacked out because I've turned it off, but. Like, I can know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big distraction. Yeah. A big well, distraction. So do you find, like, putting your phone on do not disturb or turning off helps you really just to separate from that? Because I know that is a challenge for a lot of people right now is being able to disconnect from their phone and be able to connect back into the world. Yeah, that's right. Like, for me, um, mate, it's pop- I'd, I'd love to have it on do not disturb 24-7. <laughs> um <laughs> But basically, before I go to bed, like 8 o'clock, it goes on until I wake up. Um, For me, like, obviously having lots of orders come in and stuff like that, you know, like it'll ding probably 150 times a day, 100 times a day, you know, just from different things. Like, you know, we're all on these platforms and all these young people and old people are on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. They're like the minimum four. And then you've got all the dating sites and Tinder mm. and all that. Like it, it, it really plays for going on a lunch break. I'll put on a disturb and not worry about it because 
I'd rather not worry about it while I'm trying to do that task or do that activity than, you know, having to worry about it. And it's just, I'd worry about it later. And then it yeah. doesn't pop up in my brain and it helps me focus a lot more. So, you know, some people try and contact me and they're not disturbed. Well, you know, sorry, I'll get back to you within an hour or if the worst case, the next day. So mm-hmm. I always get back to people, but yeah, just wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good, bro. That's a good um, message to push to listeners here because especially for people like in the mental health space are trying to give back, feel like they always have to get back to people like within seconds of them messaging you. It's okay to be able to put your phone, do not disturb, and then once you get back to your phone, then get back to people. It's not something that you have to be on 24-7 and constantly trying to get back to people or constantly trying to upload. So yeah. it's like everything has to fit within its order. Yeah, that's right. Like, life still goes on with, without social media. Like, if it's really bad, you know, it's mm. like the police. If it's really bad, they're not going to ring you up. They're going to knock on your door. So, it's really mm. bad, knock on the door. Um, yeah. Life goes on without social media. As much as I love it and I promote my brand and stuff, I've accepted that life still goes on without it. And when you start um, doing those implements to yourself, you realize that, uh, it's not really that important, is it? Like seeing that like on TikTok, seeing that like on Facebook, mm. uh, it's just a like. Like that could have stressed you out. You could have crashed your car if you looked at that. Like just don't worry about it. Don't worry mm. about it. Worry about it when you're at home or something else. Mm. With your public speaking and those events that you do, is this South Australia or is this nationwide? Um, it's Australia-wide at the moment. Um, yeah. I'd love to go overseas. But obviously, the price of flying, it's pretty hectic. Um, I am going to make my way to the UK, so you might be yeah. able to help me. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, um, I'd love to go globally. Um, that's my mission. Um, but obviously, I'd like to support my country first and then build from there. Um, but, yeah, I'll go anywhere. If someone wants to pay me and send me, I'll go. Um, even if they don't pay me and send me an invite, I'll possibly still go. Yeah. So, yeah, it's Australia at the moment. Mm, I love that, brother. I love that you said you're going to the UK as well because I'm from the UK and I actually just got back from there about two weeks ago as well. And it'd be so cool to see yeah, these yeah. conversations happening over there and more talk about, you know, mental health, meditation, and all these things that can be implemented and take your knowledge and your life experience on a bigger scale because the impact you're having within the community now in Australia, because what did you say, the 17 schools last year? That's a big, that's a big impact. Yeah, the people that would have attended that and to see the growth where this is going to go in the next couple of years is exciting because how long did it take? Oh, mate. Yeah. Oh, sorry, bro. Go, 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 go. Oh, I was going to say, how long did it take from you being like, cool, I want to be at a school to them being like, wow, my 17 of them? Um, I didn't really think of it like that. Um, I did one, did another, did another, did another, and thought, oh, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. And then I looked back at it. Um, most of them I did for free just because – I just wanted to make an impact, mm. um, and I thought, yeah, yeah, let's let's do this and let's grind. And I thought this could eventually be my career. Like I looked up what's an average public speaker charge. You know, these are the impacts that that talker has to do. Um, and I thought, yeah, I can I can make this work. You know, and the blessing. It's really weird, but what actually really helped was my ADHD. It made me mm. focus more. You know, and breathwork just drove me through the wall. It was like, it was like when I first started, it was like putting a hammer in the wall 
to now putting a jackhammer into the wall. It's like let's drive um, and let's make an impact. So, mm. yeah, it's uh, now I've got the fuel. When I first started, I was like, oh, we'll see where this goes. And now I'm just like, like, yeah, I've got so much power behind it. I just want to make an impact and really make change to people's lives. Mm. When you fully step into something, you see how quick you start to move. And that's the cool thing about it. When I first started mental health experience, my page on Instagram, it took me two years to even put my, my own face on the page because I was still like one foot in, one foot out. Like I was still very passionate about it, but I wasn't passionate enough to put myself out to the world like that. And after two years, I said, no, if I want to make this impact, I truly want mm. to make on mental health and push this to the world. I've got to start getting my face out there. I've still got to start implementing more of me to the world and once i did that i just see everything else skyrocket and it's cool to see that when you really take something you put two feet into it how quickly you're going to exceed in that yeah yeah it, it really did and i've always had that business drive and i'll get what i want drive so i've always had that um and all my friends like will tell you back to front that that's me um and i always achieve what i want so even if it takes a year or it takes 10 years, I still get there. Mm. Um, but yeah. How did, um, also, how did you start the podcast? What made you drive and want to start? And how did you start? Um, well, with this podcast, it was something that I was having conversations about. So before I even started mental health experience, I talked about having the podcast because when I first had this conversation with a friend of mine, it was when I was still battling depression, suicide ideation, anxiety. Now it's just like there need to be more awareness out there in the world to push this. And this is back in like 2017, 16, I was having this conversation. And then fast forward, I started Men's Self Experience. Then through that, I really found my voice. I built a good community of people. But then now I said, I've got enough people now that will actually listen to me if I start this podcast. So at the start, it was me and my friend Bill. We did it together after about five episodes he pulled away from the podcast and then I sat there thinking, can I really do this? Can I really do this with Adam or can I do this by myself? There was a lot of those thoughts popping into my mind. I took a break for about six months and after six months, I said, you know what? I work in the industry. I've got a lot of knowledge. I just need to believe myself. And then from there, I just believed in myself, sort of pumped out episodes, connecting with guests. And then a couple of years later, now we're here. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. Like it's mm. it's amazing you've done that and great to you. Um I bet you that breath work helped you drive. So yeah. good on you. Um, um also there's a little photo I seen on your Instagram um of a a little screen of the One Talk podcast. Tell me about that. That looks pretty cool. Oh, I got the uh putty on a billboard. Yeah, that was a uh, Yeah, yeah, that, that was looks a, sick. Yeah. And the cool thing about that man was like it's on one of the busiest streets in brisbane so to have that on that board was really surreal for me because it's like tens of thousands of cars drive down this road every day and like my brand or my podcast is there because the reason i started my podcast if you don't know much about my story is that i was a drug addict from the age of 11 and i got sober at 18 and then when I got sober, I was just like, I really want to be able to find ways to give back to people so they don't have to suffer the way I did and all the things I went through. So my podcast was a way for me to get professionals on, day-to-day -day people on, anyone with experience in any realm of mental health, 
and be able to give free resource out to the world so that people listening to like an episode like this one we're doing now, they'll listen to this like, oh, Cam said that, maybe I can try this. Or Cam said this, maybe I should believe myself a bit more. And it's just to provide that free information and resource for people. So when I saw it on a billboard, I was just like thinking the reach of people this can reach that really need it. And that made me really proud. Yeah, that's... Mate, when I saw that, I thought, oh, wow, that's like, I, could, I don't think I even could do that. Like, mm. I know people with screens and stuff, but I don't think I'd be able to do it. Like, because, like, I don't know if they'd have me on. Like, that's another thing I might talk to some people tomorrow. But yeah, yeah it, that's really awesome that he did that. And um, it's, it's amazing how people think differently. Like, for me, when I was like, waiting for people to purchase orders and stuff like that. I was dropping people's letterboxes, like old school, like going, putting people in letterboxes, like getting out there on my own two feet. Um, and I think that's what you've done with this. Like people people drive past and see that screen and that makes an impact. Like it, it's mm. it's right there. Like you're driving, you're like, boom. Yeah. So that's really good, man. Yeah. Really for proud me, of you. A big thing for me, bro, is just being able to meet people where they're at in life and not trying to push them too far, not trying to do what, just give them the information and let them figure it out themselves with the curiosity. And then if they want to take it further, they can message me and I can point them in the right way. But listen to like a podcast like this one we're doing now, it could just trigger that thought in their minds like, oh, cool, this or that. And it's really cool to see what can come from that. Because before I started this podcast or before I even started Mental Health Experience, like I had that much doubt within myself that I cannot even get to a point where anyone even listens to my podcast. But then... Obviously, I've surpassed what I thought was possible, but it just shows how important it is to make sure that these thoughts that come up that tell you you can't do something, you prove to them why you can. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah, it's just just crazy, like, the way that people think and what they do. And, yeah, people, like, in the same industry wearing, mm. you know, if you have a good crack and have a good good dig, you, you can really make an impact. And, yeah, it whenever i see someone like the littlest thing like someone shares on my story mentions me in of their product that they've bought like it's just like oh i just take a minute to be like oh mm-hmm. like that's amazing you know it really really does do do justice yeah just be able to show that gratitude is huge too eh? yeah that that hard work like you know i sit here probably 10 hours a day minimum on the computer just working things out, researching mm. things. You know, if I'm not out in the public, I'm out uh, not on the computer, I'm out in public talking to schools, you know, telling people, you know, talking to schools and then looking at me like I'm a harassment because I keep pestering to get into the school, but I'm trying to do it, do them a favour, you know. So mm. um, there's a big thing for me that's just happened last few days is um, taking my apparel brand into wholesale, into a couple of shops here in Adelaide. Um, yeah, they've taken me on, so I really, really appreciated that. Um, so yeah, I just it means a hell of a lot to me. Um, I know of them through other people, and they're in the local area. And they, when I went into a surf shop the other day, they were like, "Oh, we've been watching you on social media for a while." So mm. yeah, we're waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. So the people listening to this podcast as well, and they own stores, they could reach out to you for them for you to put your product in a wholesale as yeah. well. Epic. Yeah, so what we're going to put in wholesale is our new exclusive oversized tees that I've got samples at the moment. Um, they're in. Um, I'm wearing not one now, but I've got one here. Mm. Um, 
these bad boys are going to be wholesale as well as online um, just because of the very trending at the moment um, with, you know, the trend these days of people liking oversized tees. Um, yeah, if anyone wants wholesale, like Ryan or get a hold of Ryan or myself, um, social media, email, um, I'll ring you straight up and um, we can talk about it. But, yeah, uh, going wholesale for me is one bigger thing, you know, because, mm. like, I'm the founder of this. Like, everything you see is me. Everything you see is me. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm not just saying this because you're on the podcast, but when I saw that tea, the oversized tea, when you, um, I think you sent me a photo of it or maybe I saw it somewhere, the first thing that came to my mind is, like, I didn't need one of them. <laughs> like, the real... Mate, you and 50 others. I had I had a lot of messages, um, but they're sitting in my hands <laughs> No getting released yet um i've got one more touch to do to um um i just want to make them a little bit thicker than what they are a little bit heavier. um but everything else is nailed down they're embroidered they're they're gonna make an impact and yeah i'm gonna drive these oversized tees like mm. mate through the roof through the roof like yeah what's the mission for chin up mental health so well, mate, the mission, the last guy asked me that today too. Um, the mission, there's a few missions, but my biggest mission, I know it sounds a bit crazy, but it's achievable because that's who I am. Um, the, the biggest mission for me would be to open up a big shop front here in Australia, um, have a gym attached to it or mm. put people in gyms um, and then also send people over to Bali or Philippines to do a Bahasa retreat have 10 people a month free of charge me pay for everything people who are struggling go overseas i'll pay for everything i'll meet you over there um i'll do it with you um if they can't go overseas then probably there's a few big ones in brisbane that i know of um and get them in um and raffle off you know 10 day five day bahasa retreats to anyone that needs it um and just do, do good just make change make change um and then that's probably 80 percent of you know our mission um but the biggest mission i've got for people is to just check in just speak mm. up you know you don't have to go buy our products or you know anything like that the biggest message i'm trying to get for everyone who's listening is just check in speak up um do good you know if that person's struggling, ask them how they are, not just hang on because they're not yeah. going to reply very well. I, I say, how are you really? Just put that really in. It makes a, a massive impact, especially for a guy. Mm, 100%, especially in Australia. Because one thing I noticed when I first moved here, <laughs> everyone, everyone asked, how are you? And it took me a bit of getting used to when I first moved here. But it's like that, really, how are you really? You go on the extra extent because then you can really open people yeah. up. but. Because normally when you see someone, yeah, yeah, hey, go and like, yeah, good yourself. It's like, yeah. it's like in the subconscious mind. It's like you know, you put your right indicator on. It's just it does automatically. Hey, go and yeah, yeah, good. How are you? No, how are you really? And they go, oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, always adding that really. And and you know, I've got a friend that rings me up on my phone, and he answers the phone. Hey, Cam, how are you? Not mm-hmm. hey, hey, go. Yeah, you know, or what are you doing? Mm. so just asking how they are even mm. if you don't want to say it just do it for them yeah do it for them i just listen i think that's where a lot of people think 
a bit. I want actually. I want. I want to reframe that. I think that's where people think that they have to do too much because they might overwhelm themselves by saying to people, "How are you really?" But it's not about the advice you give them. This one's someone that can listen to them mainly. Yeah, that's right, and. Yeah, it's it's opening up and knowing that that person knows that you care. Mm. You know, like my mate Kane that rings me up all the time. Well, not all the time. I wish he would call me more, but I, it's more me calling him. Every time he answers, it's how are you, not mm. hey, gun or what are you doing or yeah, what's up. You know, I hate it when I say if someone answers the phone and goes what's up, I'm gonna hang up because mm. like. No, how are you? Like, even if you don't talk to me, like, just how are you? Or yeah. really? Mm. It, the uh, mission behind Chin Up is very powerful, but it's very authentic as well. Like, and there, just by listening to you about how powerful this thing is. And I believe the biggest brands in the world have the most powerful meanings behind them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, there's a few big competitors out there with me. Um, some of them are bigger than me, some are smaller, but. Yeah, it's it's the impact and the awareness that I'm trying to create. Like I am grinding so hard that mm. I got no time for women. I got no time for anyone that you know is not a purpose in my life anymore. And this is me. And if you don't like it, then just block me on Facebook or whatever and shut my door. Like I'm mm. still driving. I'm not stopping. Mm. How do you continue to learn? Do you read books or? What do you do to continue yeah, to yeah. grow? Yeah, so uh, read books, uh, always researching the statistics of mental health, mm. um, reading a lot of books, listening to other people in the industry um, like yourself, Ryan, listening to other entrepreneurs in my age group who, who have succeeded from nothing and people who haven't had mummy and daddy as to help them out as handouts who have mm. gone from nothing to you know, extreme and done good. Like even if it's not mental health, even if it's a product or a website or a career or, you know, like I've got a really good mate that I caught up with on the weekend that, you know, he's the same age as me. We did our apprenticeship together mm. and I said, Emaya, how many people you got work for him? He said, 10. I said, 10? Mm. And he went, yeah. And I said, well, you are in my people I want to surround myself with because you've gone from nothing to what you are, mm. you know, so – yeah, surrounding myself around people, reading books, um, distractions, turning distractions off, um, having my my category on TikTok of the people I want to listen to and what I want, not just Australian bloody crap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just surrounding yourself with the people, like minded people. Mm, there's an important lesson within that that you just talked about was not narrowing it down to people who are in your field, but being more open to anyone that is successful in what they do. Because they say success leaves clues no matter what type of business adventure it is or whatever they've done in their life. They've got clues that you could also adapt to yourself and your own growth and your own business or your own brand, even if it is something that's completely different. Yeah, like, and you're right with that, like, 100%. Like, even even if it's the homeless guy picking up cans and bottles to put bread on the table for dinner, like, he's still got a way to drive mm. and, you know, succeed. Even if he's homeless, he's collecting cans and bottles. That is the person I'll surround myself with, not the person that just goes out and blows heaps of money and causes trouble and just be an absolute idiot. i got no time for that. Mm. And with yourself, bro, is. Doing the talks or pushing what you do, 
Is that something you want to do in the mining industry as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyone's listening to me, I'm still in the mining part-time, but been in the mining six, seven years now um, to implement, to go back to three mines that I worked at would, mate, I would give my shirt to that person who got me into that mine to talk to get back to where where those places happened to me and the companies I work for and go back to that you know pre-start meeting in that group and do a talk oh mate that that is one big achievement for me that that is like oh yeah no idea how much that would mean I'd literally probably cry Yeah, because I was just about to ask you, but so, what, would, what would that mean to you? But it seems like it would mean so much, you can't even express it into words. Oh, uh, mate, yeah, I like you said, I, I can't, I can't express it into words. Like, if I got back into, you know, the companies I work for, getting the mine industry, and just spend my time in the Pilgrim in WA, oh, just doing talks would mean so much to me. But to try and get in is pretty hard because you know, there's regulations. They they got expensed, like, you know, it's hard to get in because of this and that and this and that and all these excuses, but all you've got to do is fly me up there and I'm sorted. Um, but, yeah, it would mean a hell of a lot um, to go back and talk to where it all started from, you know, go back mm-hmm. and show those people what I've done to who I am now and not also, you know, show them what I'm doing, but to make a difference to where I first started. Mm, it shows that if you continue on this journey, brother, it's going to become undeniable for this to happen. Like, I can really oh, see mate, yourself. It will. It will. Yeah. Mm. yeah, really well. And um, there's a few people at the moment that are trying for me. Um, I always stay on LinkedIn with the old superintendents and shift bosses who used to manage me. They always see my stuff. I had one guy hit me up to get me back into a mine, and I said to him, "Look, mate, if you get me in, I'll I'll give you a thousand bucks. Like, just get me there. All right, that's yeah. all I want. I don't want to be paid for this session. I don't want to, you know, like even if they said come up, I'll pay for my flights to get there. I just want to be there, um, you know. But to get in, you got to go through this loophole, this loophole, this mm. loophole. So it's but, yeah, yeah, it's a big stigma behind that as well." But you've been making an impact already in the minds at the moment of you in the part time, but the mindset you got now and the vision that you got, just being able to express and that communicate that with other people in there. Yeah, yeah. Like um, for me, I go back to the mining in a couple of weeks, um, only part time. Um, so I make an impact, you know, in the group, in the community um of that mine industry when i'm at work you know like the group of people i work with i always ask them how they are i always ask them how they are really mm. and how are you i make an impact like that and people talk about me like oh he's a good guy now it's good to work with you know back in the day he's an idiot and i get liked by that and then i try and work my way up into the boss's ear and tell him i want to be on show not go in there and say hey look i'm the chin-up guy Mm. go in there and not talk about it and then when they ask questions i tell them mm. that that's really cool because it shows that skill is adapting in all areas of your life because you do that with the skills like you build a rapport before you then offer what you do to the world i think that's really important i think that's very valuable to listeners here too yeah it is and you know as much as you can go in there and pay people to talk and talk and talk 
but it's how you are to them that's really going to make the impact, you know, really mm. change the way, the environment. If you change yourself, people judge people. Everyone judges people. Everyone criticizes people. They look at him like, oh, yeah, he's all right. He does this. And, oh, that's cool. Just like I spoke about my mate on the phone. Like he knows mm. I talk about him the way he talks to me. He asks, how are you? Like I've I've taken that from him doing just doing that. So if mm-hmm. I'm doing other implement little things, then those people are going to take that away with them, aren't they? Mm, exactly. And the really cool thing about this too is that some people can be in the mindset. I know I was once back in the day um, years ago, whereas like I'm just one person, I can't make a change. And like it just shows that if you shift that mindset, you're like, no, I am one person and I can make a change to whatever's around me. You start to really see that come into fruition. Then that just extends because it becomes a ripple effect. So you affect one person, that person affects two people, those two people affect five people and it ripples out. Yeah, yeah, completely. Really, really does. So yeah, um, it does make an impact and that's basically the way I am nowadays. So yeah, it's good. It's, it's mm. a good way of life. Mm, I love that, brother. And I'd love to be able to direct people into where they can buy the chin up merchandise and where they can they can connect yeah. with you also. Yeah, also, yeah. If anyone's listening, um Chin Up Mental Health, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, all Chin Up Mental Health websites, chinupmentalhealth.com.au. Um, yeah, want to purchase a product, purchase. Um if uh if you want to message me and just have a phone call and just talk a bit of shit or, hey, man, listen to your podcast, I'll sh- I'll shoot you my number. Um, mm. But for today's episode, um, I'm going to make Ryan a 20% discount code. Um, so just put one talk podcast, 20%. It's already been published. Um, and when Ryan publishes this podcast, um, I want to give away a free, uh, free T-shirt. So... Whoever comments the most, or me and Ryan will work out how we're going to do it. Whoever comments and posts the most, um, I'll get their address and, uh, yeah, I'll order them a free product and send it out to them. Oh, well, that's epic, brother. Very generous. Thank you for that. That's, um, that means heaps. Yeah. Absolutely. I've already made your discount going already. <laughs> I love that. So <laughs> I'll make sure. Yeah. I'll make sure I put it all in the bio. Everyone make sure you check out the merchandise and the clothing. When I say it's top quality, I'm not just saying that like it really is. And that's why I'm a big fan and advocate for the work that you do. So please check out the bio on this episode. Yeah. All the links will be there. Buy the shirts, support what the mission is behind this brand because it's something that needs to be pushed, not just within Australia, but to the world as well, because mental health is something that we all deserve to get the best fortune of. So do you have any other last words before we wrap this episode up, brother? Um, just, just look after yourself, guys. Check in, speak up. If you don't want to order, you don't want to support, completely understand. I'm not here trying to sell you something, but just please ask that question. Take, take lessons from what we've spoken about, you know, and those implements that you talk to other people will really make a difference. Hmm. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you coming on and I appreciate your time. Nah, no worries. Thanks, Ryan. You're a legend. Thanks, everyone. Tune in next week and make sure you check everything out. Cheers.